Hey, you lovely, lovely people. I just really quick before we start the pod, I just wanted to ask for something from you guys nicely. If you like the podcast, and hopefully that's all of you listening right now, if you don't like the podcast, I'm not exactly sure why you're listening, but I respect it and I dig it. But if you're on your iPhone or you're listening on iTunes, hit the five stars you see on your screen right now because that will give us a review and that review helps the show rank higher in iTunes and therefore we get more people to see it and keep our little ship of Theseus, as you will, running. So if you're on anything non-Apple-like, non-Apple-y, like Overcast, Stitcher, Spotify, or even Podcast Addict, I see you Podcast Addict listeners, I can see you, go to Facebook, search for Dude Nature, and you'll see our podcast, and then like that page. This also helps tremendously. Okay, thank you guys. Thank you everyone for supporting the podcast. Okay, welcome to part two of Submarines. And if you remember on Monday, we were talking about German U-boats and how they used to attack merchant ships. And in this case, we are talking specifically about the Lusitania and how it was also attacked by a German U-boat. So, here is Subs Part 2. Enjoy. You are listening to the Do Nature Podcast. That's crazy. It is. Wasn't there someone on that ship that survived that and the Titanic too? Yep, there was. The insin- the unsinkable someone is her name. If yeah, you know yeah, her yeah. name, fucking I, I tell us, that. please God. Okay, so these U-boats, right? They were causing havoc, attacking merchants, attacking passenger ships. They were also laying mines, the first ships, submarines to lay mines. Um, in the English Channel specifically, they are still pulling up these mines from World War One subs. It's pretty freaky deaky. So, okay, so you have all the U-boat technology going on. You have all the harassment by the U-boats. So let's get into some of the anti-U-boat stuff that was happening as well. The Germans were by far more advanced than the Allies at this point. They had more subs. They had better subs. Okay, so that's why they were kind of winning this naval war. Britain developed a couple things that did help, though. Number one was the Q-ships. That's a British ship that's designed... To look like a merchant vessel. It's off. It was painted with a zebra kind of pattern, which looks harder to see on the water. I saw an image of it. If you look at a zebra through a, a telescope, it like kind of blends in with the background a little bit. If it's on the horizon. If it's on the horizon, yeah, it's harder to see. Um, but actually, when the subs went down to attack, that's what they wanted. It would lure them into this kind of ambush because it was actually a military ship. So that's like a really not technological but simple advancement that they made. Yeah, so they basically, they were attacking merchant ships, and, and then they used it to their advantage. Yeah. Essentially. Yep, definitely. Um, and then the second thing that's most effective is another simple, just simple act. It was a convoy. So they got to travel together. The best thing to combat these boats, because when the German sub went under, a English sub would be behind a surface vessel, and that English sub would then counterattack the German sub. Okay, so it would be like, so the the English ships would be out there and there'd be a sub patrolling around. Either a sub or a second vessel. Yeah, and so when it got attacked, there was the other sub that could then locate the German sub. Yeah, with like a, a sweep mine, which is right. basically a mine they were dragging behind the boat or something like that. How how would the boats kill? try and kill the subs? 
um, with with the sweep. So the mine that they were dragging behind it. I mean, the technology wasn't that good to kill us up. How about uh, depth? When did depth charges come? Depth charges were much bigger in the Second World War. Okay, because that was the advancement then. That was the advancement then. Yeah. So in the First World War, there was like a little bit of mines and then the sweep charges and a little bit of depth. What's a sweep charge? That's like just something. It's literally on a line behind the boat looking to hit the sub. That sounds impossible. Yeah. it's not, One of the problems is that the sonar back then for uh, the Allies was such that it was way easier to see a sub underneath the water, like their sonar, to, to when they were underneath the water than it was when they were surface. Mm-hmm. And the U-boats were always basically on the surface. So they couldn't detect them. It was a huge problem. So the German subs were probably destroying the Allies. Yeah, they were fucking shit up. They were fucking, they fucked shit up in the First World War. Right. Were the Allies subs as good as the German subs or no? No, they were smaller and not as advanced. And there were way more German subs. And there were way more German subs. How did they make 325 know. subs? Unclear. Because, when I, like, as we'll get into, it is quite an endeavor to make a sub. Yep. Yeah, 300, like 325 is unbelievable. We have 750. 350. 350. The U.S. right now has 72. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Like, how do they get? I mean, it, they are huge, it takes so much unity and, and national togetherness in order to and tr- make stuff like that. And making and training. Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe, uh, maybe you can do a lot under a dictatorship. You know what I mean? If there's just if there's, if there's one, just one dude, let's like this is what we're gonna do, and that like then you just move on. Yeah, because the law just gets passed immediately. You just fucking do it. Yeah, you it is. Do it. it is true. Okay, so some of the technologies developed during this time. Number one, the early early versions of a snorkel. Uh, it would appear again in WW two, not WWE World War Two. First developed by the British. It's really developed by the Scottish in 1916. They even had a patent for it. They were ready to go with a snorkel. And this isn't like a snorkel like something that you see another ship with. This is a way that a sub can stay submerged for a long period of time. Because at this point, these subs cannot stay submerged for very long. Okay, so is the snorkel just a long tube to get air? It's a long tube to get air into their diesel engine. Right, because the engine needs air. The engine needs air. Okay, so they can't stay below water for that long. They have to go back up. How are they getting air into into the sub? Before the snorkel? They would, they would submerge. Breathing, just, breathing yeah. air. Yeah. They would submerge and open some sort of hatch device or something. Okay. Uh, but then they still need to get air directly into the engine. Yeah. I'm, I'm, the snorkel is a technology designed for the engine specifically. Okay. Keep going with the snorkel. Don't okay. with the snorky. So the Scottish invented the patent, right? The Germans um, didn't have it at this point. The Italians ran the most advanced test with a ventilation pipe. And a system was designed, but it was eventually scrapped in like way before the war. So snorkels are out there a little bit. They're tricky. They're like, you know, matriculating across the countries, but they weren't anything advanced. Uh, the second technology that's important to note is the British K-class submarines. It was just a, an example of a, what would become a giant submarine, like the, sub, the class of submarines we have today. Huge, giant, huge, giant, giant submarines. things. They're giant. Unfortunately, these giant subs were impossible to locate by friendly ships. Because they were when they were going in convoys for some reason they were you just couldn't see them or look at them with sonar. So five of the seventeen of the K class submarines had fatal collisions in their convoys. Oh my! I was thinking I mean, about that. Yeah, if these things are going in convoy. How how easy it is to hit? Exactly. One one thing I know this is like this is obvious, but when you when you look at pictures of su- of of sub and people in the control room of sub, you're just like, huh? There's there's no windows. 
Yeah. Because there's no windows in the sub. So they'll be driving the sub and they're just looking at like just monitors. Right. <laughs> there's no windows in the entire no. sub. No. You're driving with, with no, there is no way to see outside the well, sub. Well, it's called the silent force, right? It's about right. being silent, being covert. You know, they're going on these dangerous missions, these dangerous places. You, it's just like very, a, very stealth. A, how many, here. like, how many, um, how, how many times do they run into the bottom? Because they're so strong. All the time. This, they're so strong on the side that they're not going to break no matter what. Oh, they run aground and hit the bottom all the time. They must That's just hit the bottom crash. every day. Well, yeah. Okay. Especially in World War II. So let's get to World War II. Okay. Um, no, that was cool. Okay. Yeah. Go to Do you two. want to interject before we get to World War II? I, I had a little more questions with the snorkel. Go ahead. Go but ahead. I, but like, so how far down in the water could they flip their snorkel? It was probably... Like adjustable. So how far down in the water do they need to be to flip their snorkel? They don't up? have the snorkel at this point. World War One, nobody had a snorkel. Okay, cool. There's no snorkel. So they have to spend so much time on the surface, and that's when you could really hit them is when they're on the surface. Mm-hmm. Recharging their engine batteries or, you know, you would attack them then. So the K class submarines were World War One. That was World War One. They didn't work out, so they scrapped the designs. Okay. In summary, World War One submarine warfare, who won? Uh German. It seemed like Germany has the upper hand there. Okay. Okay, so World War II comes around. German U-boats. Again, the driving force of technology, and we're going to talk things. about them. Right. Well, from our perspective, I mean, we called all German subs U-boats, but they, I mean, like they have different classes of subs, so it's like a little confusing. They built 1,162 U-boats, so they obviously got way better at making them, even better. Um, 1,162? Yes, that's how many they had. This is unbelievable. That's an unbelievable amount of from production. What, from what I read about well, sub production, when you have a fascist leader, you just fucking you're you like we're making like I'm fascist, yeah, so like, we're I'm, making we're, a sub. We're fucking doing it. I don't need to pass. There's no yeah, Congress. We don't need to like pass. Any, we're just making a sub. We're making subs. Yeah, so that's I, yeah. it's authoritarian. You're just we're doing this. Yeah, works for military. Works militarily for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, the boats were an absolute menace through World War One, and then through the early parts of World War Two, and they drove the technology. Like I was saying, speaking of the technology, let's just briefly hit on some of them okay give it to me so to fight the subs the allies developed all sorts of new things because they were kind of getting their butts kicked in the first world war so in the second world war they're like okay we need to step up our shit and they absolutely did so they invented a microwave radar transmitter that was highly effective at detecting surface submarines called the asv radar also lights for attacking boats at night because once again the u-boats u-boat was on the surface called the British legit light. And that is not legit, like too legit to quit. It's kind of, I think it's legit light, but okay. we'll never know. Also the MAD, the magnetic anomaly detector, which is a crazy technology. It's made to record variations in the earth's gravitational field caused by a submerged U-boat. What? Monitoring the earth's gravity. And how that changes. To see how that changes. When, and because it's of the metal. Effective. Because of the metal. And it was extremely effective. Because of the metal, right? Um, because of the size, the mass, the mass, right, right, the mass, that massive metal, that massive metal throws off. Or Whoever came up with that is an absolute, just like it's unbelievable beyond. And not beyond to, not to mention the most important thing, which is the ultra decryption of German military signal ciphers. So they could, at the end of the war, the allies could listen in on German communications and figure out where the subs were going to go. Cause they cracked the code or whatever. They the code. Yeah. Um, and also the zombie, Codename zombie acoustic homing torpedo, which um, is sound. Doesn't, it doesn't need to be. Yeah. It doesn't need to be fired directly. It uses sonar to hit its target. A sonar or sound. Cause acoustic sounds like it uses sound to hit the target, but then it would just go back on itself. Sonar. 
Okay. Someone already hit the target. Okay. So there was, that was all the technology that was developed for the actual submarines. Okay. Now, one of the biggest things was the anti-sub aircraft. That was a lot of it was developed in the U.S. So a new design of aircraft called the B-24 Liberator was very sought after, developed in San Diego. It was designed specifically for anti-submarine action by the U.S. It could it traveled much longer ranges and could carry a much higher and weightier load of bombs. So the aircraft, so the subs, not only sub technology. I mean, you can see how war innovation makes new technology in the air as well. Yeah. Okay. So, so what did you like? Drop a torpedo and have that sonar to the sub. De- depth charges. They would just, they would drop depth charges and they were super effective at it because the subs didn't have any, at that point, the U-boats didn't have any mounted guns on their tops. Right. So they have no defense against the air. They have no, basically no defense against the air. But, and I can also imagine how, even if they did a defense against the air, it would be tough to get, get someone out there, get them on the gun, you get them inside to dive. Right. It was like, yeah, it was like a whole, um, um, it was, it was dangerous though, because the German fighters like just anti-aircraft aircraft fighters would fly over their submarines. They got wise to this anti-sub aircraft kind of thing. Can you explain what a depth charge, how a depth charge works? I can't because I don't know how a depth charge works. I think it goes deep and explodes. What is a depth charge? What is it? I think it's programmed to go to a certain depth and then explode. It's a program. Oh, to, that makes sense. It's, it's made to get them under the water. Okay. But, but it, it's not a, it's not homing. You just fucking drop it. It's definitely not homing because they, they miss like literally 90% of their shots here. They miss. Right. So you, you must have to just have to drop a blanket of depth charges and you're just hoping one sinks and hits the sub. Yeah. So you have to drop it in front of the sub if the sub's moving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But these subs are pretty slow. So yeah. Before they got their first kill with the, um, the liberator, there was like 10 different encounters where they just missed. They'd like miss or the, the sub, the the sub plane. dies. The liberator is the plane, right? Yeah. It's very like, uh, you know, it's very... Primitive, though, we're going to think now. There's nothing homing about it. Just drop a shit ton of bombs and hope that it one when it hits the sub's path. Yeah, right. Exactly. That seems. I'm I'm very surprised how effective they were because for an aircraft at that time, it doesn't seem like they'd be able to carry many of those. Right. That's why this bomber was so sought after. Is because it could is the first one that would be able to carry a ton. Right. Depth charges. But it was probably susceptible to flying planes because it's just carrying all those yeah, bombs. Absolutely. So that was the problem with the German fighters. Okay, so there's all that shit going on, right? Yeah, I kind of got it. I got the ecosystem. Okay, you got it? Yeah. Okay, so in response to the Allied anti-sub aircraft, still at the end of the war, the anti-sub aircraft are responsible for most of the sub kills of German U-boats. They developed Mm -hmm. some technology, ingenuity of their own. German tech finally develops the snorkel, Noah. Yeah, baby. Okay, they they finally got the snorkel dialed in. Okay, and that allowed them not to surface, to, to stay under for longer. Right. The snorkel enabled the boats to stay submerged, allowing them to recharge their diesel engines with air while maintaining their stealth. So they didn't have to surface. Yeah. They were harder to detect. Yep. Okay. When they're submerged, um, just like I said before, they still could only use their electric engines, but with the snorkel, they can now use their diesel engines because of the air coming into the diesel engine. Mm-hmm. But they travel faster, so they can go faster. They can go much faster, and they don't have to to uncloak themselves. So, so it seems like there's there's a trend with with sub technology progress. There's like different like um, trees, like like in a video game. Honestly, almost there's different like uh, technology trees. So so one is uh, like stealth, mm-hmm. basically. The other one is is resurfacing. How long do we do we have to go before we resurface? The other one is like speed. 
Well, everything. Like, think about even, like, the food that you might eat, right? Right, right, right. The propulsion, the air, the oxygen. I mean, like, you're going to talk about the smell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. There's so many systems going on in a sub. That's why it's, like, an amazing feat of engineering. For sure. That have to be dialed in. Okay, so the snorkel, though, it wasn't perfect. It was far from perfect, actually. The problem is, when the snorkel, so you imagine a, a snorkel out of the water, mm-hmm. when it slams shut to prevent water from coming into the pipes in rough weather from entering the engine it creates a vacuum so just like when you put your finger on top of a straw and you can pull out the water because it's a vacuum when the top closes on the pipe it creates a vacuum as well and the problem with this is that the engines will start to suck air from inside of the sub which is not what you want that's awful. Yeah, that's awful. Wait, wait, okay, okay. I, I'm I'm sorry. I want it. So if if you close the top, the top of the snorkel. Yep. Close the top of the snorkel. If if it so if it somehow gets closed, it'll start sucking air from the inside. It'll start sucking air from the okay, inside. It's a of the huge sun. problem. Huge problem, right? And something the the biggest effect of this is something that you wouldn't really think about is that because the air is getting sucked into the engine, the pressure in the sub drops dramatically quickly which causes because your ears are very sensitive to pressure yeah it causes extreme ear pain and often ruptured eardrums for for the crew jesus yeah so these snorkels fuck up they like so these these are these were yeah this is still a problem in modern subs but they've obviously engineered their way out of it a little better yeah they um we'll get into later but other other systems malfunction all the time such as the septic system oh god okay um also, allied anti-sub bombers, they could see the wave produced by the snorkel, which is known as the periscope feather. Like, when you yep. have your snorkel up, you can see this wake. It produces a wake. Yeah. Okay, so airplanes could see it pretty easily. Also, the problem is that the diesel exhaust from the engine can still be seen on the surface for up to three miles in a clear day. Oof. Not good. So, not great. Not great. Not a great solution. Yeah, not great. There's too many problems there, honestly. Uh, okay, so just a few examples of what these kind of interactions were with the planes and the subs in World War II. Just two, real quick. On November 10th, 1943, U-boat, they're just called like, the U-boats were just U, U-3, U-5, U-6, right? U-20 is a really famous, I think it's the one that sunk the Lusitania. This is U-996. Was caught recharging on the surface by two Wellington bombers, and the boat withstood attacks with three depth charges dropped by a Czech manned American-made Liberator fighter. Remember the Liberator bomber? Yep. So it's una- it was unable to dive, and it damaged the U-99-6's crew, and they scuttled it two miles off the coast of Spain, which means they intentionally so sunk big, it. So big win for the Liberators there. Okay, so there you go. Ju- July 20th, 1942, one bomber flown by Lieutenant Charles Galmier, Galmier surprised the surface U-558 and delivered seven depth charges close to it. The German sub did fight back, and wounded one of Lieutenant Charles's gunners and disabled an engine, but was eventually sunk by a uh, a British plane. Can I tell you what, what um, also what I'm what I'm just realizing about about why the planes were effective? It's yep. it's an economy thing as well. Mm-hmm. You can think about the amount of money and the amount of crew that's in one sub. Yeah, and now in one bomber, you know the crew is like what like 10 magnitudes less and the cost is like a hundred magnitudes less. Right. Yeah. So if that thing, it's an economy thing. If that lower economy thing can sink the other thing, it's a huge win. Yeah. We're talking about on these U-boats, there's at least 50 people. Manny, Manny. Right. Ships. And on the bomber three, who knows? I mean, gunner pilot, who knows? Yeah. But it's just, it's much, it's a much, you know, you get it. You get what I'm, where I'm going. Okay. So 
Uh, really quick on U.S. submarines um, and their advances. This is a quote from a, the Naval Historical Center. Compared with their World War I counterparts, submarines of World War II now exhibit greater speed, more effective weaponry, sophisticated detection technology, and great versatility, and could pursue their victims rather than just lying in wait. Um, in all, U.S. submarines... They destroyed 1,314 enemy warships in the Pacific when they were transferred to Japan after the U-boat the U-boat kind of menace was calming down a little bit, mm-hmm. representing 55% of all access power. So access wow. to including Japan. And those are the subs. Yep. So they destroyed. Yep. Um, the U.S., we have lost 52 submarines in total during the war. 3,131 enlisted men with 375 officers. Still, So if you think about it with the total amount of submarines... That is one out of every five submarines were lost in the war. That's crazy. So that's it's just so dangerous being on a submarine. And what a geez, what a brutal way to go. Being on a submarine itself is dangerous, and then fight actually fighting the war. Yeah, and also what a horrible way to go. Uh, speaking Think of speaking of the casualties, the German U-boats, the casualties are are outrageous at the end of the war. Um, Germany, so the Germany built a thousand one hundred sixty-two U-boats, right? Seven hundred eighty-five of them were were lost or destroyed at the end of the war. Just lost. Like, like sometimes these subs just they get lost. That just is gone. so many people and submarines destroyed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So did Japan have submarines? Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, so there, was there sub to sub, how about sub to sub warfare? There's only been one case crazy of sub to sub warfare and it happened at the end of world war two. How is that the case? That there was only one. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. You'd think that there'd be it, more. Is it just so hard for the subs to find each other? I guess the ocean's really big. But like, there's tons of you know, there's ships to sub warfare. There's plane to sub warfare. Yeah. But the subs just can't find each other. There's there's only one <clears throat> battle sub to sub recorded battle, and then it was at the end of the war. Tell me about it. Where it was with a British sub and a German sub. In the English, in like the uh, the back, sorry, not the English channel, the back of the Mediterranean, mm-hmm. and the German sub had already had trouble with the diesel engine, so it was like you could see its plume. Uh, it was a small British submarine, and it attacked with with one torpedo and sunk it, and that was it. And that's it. 42, 42 um, crewmen were dead, killed, sad. Um, it was 1945. That's crazy because yeah, there, there's a ton of conflicts with sub sub to air or sub sub to to vessel, but only one was sub to sub. Okay, so that is basically the story of U-boats and the technology of anti-U-boats and how they kind of matched each other. Noah, yeah, let's get out. We're gonna get out of the world wars. Let's get out of the world wars a little bit. Tell us about the modern and future subs. Absolutely. While you said that, the light just came into the reactor Absolutely from did. the windows. Yes, it did. Okay. Um, so the big thing I'm happy to tell you, they got around the snorkel. Okay. Oh, good. We got around the snorkel the way, the way we got around the snorkel right after the war. Okay. So you, everyone's heard of a nuclear powered or if you haven't the nuclear powered submarine, but it's like, what does that even mean? Right. What is, what is like a nuclear powered submarine? So this is the, is bi- it not a nuclear powered submarine? Well, it is, but what does it allow you to do? I think is is what's interesting. Go pretty far, right? Okay, so so as we could say, as we could tell, excuse me, from what Adam said, we had to surface, we had to get, we had to get air, blah 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 blah. So nuclear allows you to be totally independent of air, 
and allows the, sur the submarine to surface like way, way, way less frequently. Okay, it allows you to operate at really high speeds for long periods of time. So basically, we haven't perfected nuclear like energy for people, but we have perfected nuclear energy for subs. 100% have perfected it. So a sub now, it doesn't, because of the nuclear energy, it does not need to refuel ever in its entire lifespan. And it's, what do you mean? It never needs to refuel. And so like, are there still, it doesn't refuel. Are there still nuclear submarines in commission from the 1960s? No, so all the all the all the submarines now, uh -huh. all the submarines in the U.S. fleet, at least, they're all nuclear. Okay, so nuclear allows you to have unlimited range. The only thing that the U.S. submarines are limited by is food. Oh, so basically, the only reason that a U.S. submarine has to surface is to get food. Okay, so what about these nuclear subs? Okay, so I'm gonna talk about the the U.S. Navy for a second. Yeah. Again, I mentioned we have 72 submarines currently. Okay. 32 are the are what's called the Los Angeles and Virginia class submarines. And these are what's called fast attack submarines and they're used for ship to ship warfare. Sub to sub, ship to ship to ship, you know what have you, okay? They're they're also equipped with Tomahawk missiles which can be fired inland. The Virginia is the newer version of the Los Angeles. So so the Los Angeles is being phased out for the Virginia for the Virginia. Is the Virginia a massive one? The monster? Virginia, Virginia is is monstrous. Also, the Ohio class submarine is, is monstrous, which I'm going to get to next. Next, but these are all powered by nuclear subs, but not all of them have nuclear missiles. Exactly. Very good. Okay, all of these are nuclear powered, meaning mm -hmm. they have unlimited they have unlimited range. Mm -hmm. Okay, the only ones that have nuclear missiles is the Ohio class submarine. Mm -hmm. These were built in the 1980s. If you look at the top of an Ohio class submarine, the whole top of the sub is just covered with like. Um, so there's one picture of all the missile silos open on the top mm -hmm. and it's just, it's just like this, like foot, it's like two football fields of just open hatches with missiles. It's crazy. How many nukes does it carry? Okay. So I'm not, I'm not sure how many nu nukes it carries, but these submarines, there's 14 Ohio class submarines right now in the U S Navy. Okay. They currently carry about half of the U S's nuclear arsenal. Oh, is on these submarines. Yeah. Okay. Half of the U.S. nuclear nuclear arsenal are on these submarines. So these are very, very important just for deterrence, really. Because, you know, countries never know whether an Ohio-class submarine is off the coast. You never know. The, the newest sub is the USS South Dakota. It's a nuclear-powered fast attack submarine commissioned in February 2019 as the Navy's 17th Virginia-class submarine. The Navy hopes to have... So there's 17 Virginia-class submarines, which are the sub-to-sub -sub subs. The Navy's hoping that they have 66 Virginia class subs by 2048. These are okay, these are the subs that are designed to to for what? To patrol against Russian subs? So the USS South Dakota is supposed to be like the best uh like sub killer ever. Even though there's only been ever one sub battle. Even in history. It, so okay, I'm gonna get into that. Even though there's only been one su sub to sub battle in history, but also this is really good at destroying enemy vessels too. Oh, okay. Okay. So there's 17 of them right now. By 2048, the Navy hopes to have 66 Virginia-class subs. So we're just ramping up sub production. God. We are we are really, really ramping it Can up. Can we use some of these resources to fight climate okay. change? Well, no, no, no. That's, I, I'm going to get into this, okay? I'm going to get into it now, okay? The USS South Dakota, it costs $2.6 billion. Oh, one of them? One of them. Oh my and God. Th and that's not, a no we're not talking about like the main, like month to month, like feeding the crew, paying the crew, right? Training the crew. We're just talking about building this up, 
building the thing as $2.6 billion, mm-hmm. that is the equivalent to the cost of two NASA rockets or 26 SpaceX Falcon Heavy rockets. Oh, wow. So when you put it, let me put it like that, it's crazy. Also, why do we need like 40 more I, of these I, things? I totally agree with you. Let me, uh, okay, let's just get into it now. Mm-hmm. I that is that's how I felt reading this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously, we don't. Me and you don't understand anything about national security, really. But when I read it, it's just like, do we? Is this what we need to be doing? We need forty more attack. We subs. need forty more attack subs. The only reason we need them is because other of other subs. The only reason we need them is for other subs and other ships. Who who else is making submarines? That's our. Like borderline so, enemy at this point. So is it Russia and who else? So like these subs have been used after World War II that we know of. Mm-hmm. They've been used a couple times, right? In Iraq, in Afghanistan, in Libya to launch Tomahawk missiles into the into the country. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't been used a ton. They have not been used a ton. Okay. They've really barely been used. Well, but, but no, wait, wait. They are being used to do patrols, right? Right. They are. You no, know, they're all active patrolling. What I mean is actively engaging in mil in 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 uh offensively. I know, but they're they're used defensively. Yes. What so what what they're used for a lot is reconnaissance. Okay. So though, like the the Virginia class submarines will go off like a coast somewhere, mm-hmm. and they'll like listen for enemy communications. They'll like read enemy ship movement, and they'll like conduct intelligence. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 what they're mainly used for, and the Ohio class submarines are used for hiding around the world and and making people scared. So they're definitely they're 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 used, but I don't I'm not sure if we need like 45 more 2.6 billion dollar submarines. What's up with us going through the under the Arctic ice? Why is that like such a thing? I mean, it's really cool to see a picture of a sub breaking through the Arctic ice. Super like, cool. Why, why is that happening? Is that the picture of the Jimmy Carter sub? Uh, no, I've seen a couple of them. So there's there's a subclass called the Sea Wolf class submarine that's like very like incognito, confidential. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one sub in particular called the Jimmy Carter, which is supposed to be like the secret sub, and it it can recover and launch like other submarines while underwater. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all people we don't like know about it. And it's like it goes under the ice and stuff. So that that's why, why do we need to go under the ice? Is that how we get to Russia? We go like through the through the poles. Who knows? Right? It must be right. Who knows? Who knows? I think that's it. Is that they're patrolling? They go, like, they go by up, Russia. They go north past Canada, and you go under the ice of a pole, and you get to Russia. Here, he, while reading this military stuff, here's what the U.S. Navy is concerned with: mm-hmm. they're concerned with China and they're concerned with Russia. Yeah. Okay. Those those are the two big things that they're concerned with. So the Virginia class submarines, they're probably conducting intelligence somewhere around there. Okay. Okay. Um, so the U.S. has South Dakota. One of the problems with the that they're having, like just like the snorkel had problems, mm-hmm. one of the problems with the nurk, like the nuclear reactor is that although it's unlimited range and you never have to surface, the problem is that it gives off a ton of heat, and so it's actually very easy for other subs to read it easier than the electric engines that the subs used to have. So that electric engines, like China, part of China's sub fleet is still electric. Mm-hmm. So it's not even diesel. <sighs> no, it's electric because it's super quiet. Okay. And stealthy. So the USS South Dakota is supposed to have solved this issue. That's all. That's all. That's all I could find about. It. It's supposed to have solved the issue of a of a nuclear power reactor not being stealthy. How do you disperse the energy that's going off from a reactor? No idea. No idea. But it's supposed to have solved that. That's cool. Okay. Um, I'm gonna get back to the 2.6 billion dollars. Yep. Again, we. I don't know anything about national security. I just. I don't know if we need to build 40 like 44 more 2.6 billion dollar subs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So 
2.6 billion dollars is 10% of the total NASA budget. What? Ten, really? Yeah. It's 10% of NASA's total budget is one of these subs. That's how that's how much one of these subs are. I was trying I was going to I was going to look this up before before we started, but I think that 2.6 billion dollars is like $7 from every American. Oh. If yeah. every American gave $8, it would build one of these subs. Okay. Or something like that. Okay. Are you sure? I think that would just be, well, there's 300, 350 million people. 2.6 billion divided by 350 million. Someone okay, do it I out there and it. let us know. I see it. I see yeah, it. you see it. Okay. I see it. Also, the other, here's the other, here's the thing that's kind of crazy. NOAA's budget, mm-hmm. which is the federal like ocean Your research. Budget? My budget. Yeah, no, it's, it's the, it's the federal ocean research. Yeah. Their, their budget that does all the exploring and stuff, explores the deep sea. Mm-hmm. 2.6 billion dollars would be is 50% of their budget. Oh my god. So, so one one we're going to build 40 more of these subs. One two two of them is the entire like science research budget. Yeah. I just I don't can we like can we give five of the subs to the to Noah? Can we give yeah, five, you exactly. know what I mean? Can we just give like a little bit? Yeah. You don't don't stop all the subs, just stop like a couple. Well, that's the thing with this stuff is like, what if we used all the time and energy we spent, the ridiculous oh amount of God. energy and, and the crew and, and, and the, the crew and like yeah. just this amount of energy in this. Do you have anything else on modern or future subs? He clicks his mouse. I'm he trying to make sure. In suspense. I'm trying to make sure. Um, in his naval warfare book, the price of admiralty, mil- military history, historian John Keegan says that basically eventually all the surfer ships will be replaced by submarines. And that's because as intel- as the intelligence capabilities of all these countries grows, the subs are going to be the only things that you can't find. That are going to be stealthy? Yeah, so we're going to get rid of basically all the surfer ships. Even aircraft carriers? That's what they think, yeah. There I was- don't see how a- aircraft carriers are so important, though, to get aircraft close to the shore. There was a sub in World War II that could launch an aircraft from its uh, its deck, and it like housed an aircraft. So it would surface and launch a, launch an aircraft. Yeah, but it wasn't like very effective. It's obviously very novel. Yeah, that's that's unbelievable. It's pretty wild. So the wars that um, that a sub has been used in Korean War, into Pakistani War, Falkland War have seen the use of submarines, and later uh, submarines also launched missiles in Iraq, Afghanistan, and Libya. Okay. Okay. So they have been used, just not a lot. During the Cold War, the U.S. and Russia play was described as a cat and mouse game of detecting and trailing enemy submarines. There's a lot on Cold War subs, as you talked about, actually, in Mysteries of the Deep. They never, like, got into it, but they were, like, following and trailing each other. Yeah. Okay. Hey, mm-hmm. talk about sub-mysteries. Listen to Mysteries of the Deep. If you want to know about a sick, sick sub-mystery, listen to Mysteries listen of the Deep. Listen to Mysteries of the Deep. Go back. Adam. Yep. Sub-mysteries. Okay, so sub-mysteries. Like I'm going to say, I'm not going to talk about the Lost Subs of 1968. Which is dope. Listen to Mysteries of the if Deep. If you want to listen to that, go listen to Mysteries of the Deep. Mm-hmm. What I am going to talk about really quickly is the U- the USS Grayback and the Lost 52 Project. So the Lost 52 Project is the American project of trying to locate all of the downed submarines um, in World War II. Specifically, 52 of them. Five of them... Um, were run aground or hit the bottom so we can't we know where they are but the rest of them the 47 of them are still out there somewhere so a good example of this is the finding of the uss grayback which is thought to have gone down over okinawa but the navy had unknowingly relied on a flawed translation of japanese war records that got one digit wrong so the an explorer recently um translated the 
the log that they had and found the USS Grayback. So his quote when he first found it was, when you're on these sites, you feel like you're one breakdown away from having to go home. Because apparently the amount of technology that they need to find a new sub is just immense. Like you can imagine the ships itself and then the multiple submersibles they have on the ships. To, and you're talking about to, to recover these down, 52 down subs to even find one. And the sonar has to be on point on these submersibles. So what the submersibles do in the Lost 52 project is they'll hover like, a, they'll go down, they'll hover a couple hundred feet from the bottom of the ocean. I mean, they're, they're really deep here. Yeah, we're in deep, deep ocean. And they'll ping the bottom for sonar, and then they'll take readings back on the ship and see if they have anything. And then if they have something, they'll send the other submersible down with the actual camera to look at shit. Wow. And they basically just scan the entire ocean. The first one is automated. Like we were talking about Mysteries of the Deep. That's an automaton. That shit's going on there. That's automated. so cool. So it just goes yeah. out automatically, yeah. automatically sends shit out and just, comes back. Just pings the bottom. And then the second one is remote controlled. So we'll go down there, but someone's controlling it uh, from, from the bridge. Right. But that's when they have a pretty good idea something's down there. Yeah. So that project is still ongoing uh, to find all these lost submarines, which is really cool. How many have we found? I am not sure. What are they? When they find them, why are they trying to find them? To get rid of the intelligence? It's kind of like this guy's passion project. A couple of people are on board with it. Oh, it's a dude. Yeah. I mean, the Navy, the, if they're trying to find it because, you know, the families want closure from seeing a submarine. For sure. The Navy wants to know what happened to their submarines to get, like, intelligence data on why they why they failed. Didn't fail, but why they crashed, you know? Yeah. Um, and people are just very interested in maritime history, especially naval history. I mean, like, that's why re- when we're researching this, I mean, there's just so much information out there about the world wars, especially and about submarines. It's a whole, um, it's just, it's ripe. So it's, it's ripe. Is, this is a, it, this is being conducted by the federal government or is it a private this is not, project? This is a private project. God, how much money did this dude pay to do this? I don't it, When someone's called an explorer, like when like the New York times says this person is an explorer, how can you just be an explorer in 2020? Like that's your profession. You just get funding. It's fucking sick. It's so sick. So he just gets contracted by the Navy to do these explorations. That's amazing. Yeah. We get it. We're going to have to do an episode on ocean ex- exploration. Private ocean means. exploration. Yeah. Um, that's really all I had on sub controversies for this episode. But once again, if you want to know about more, listen Shit, to the Lost Subs absolute, absolute 1968. Hey, let's, Mysteries of the Deep. Go do it now. Hey. No, tell us about life on a sub. Okay. This is, this is the section we've all been waiting for. Yes, it is. Okay. So I'm going to start by just giving a personal account. I think this is good. This is this dude's personal account of being on a modern day sub. Okay. Okay. There's so much to get through here. I'm going to start with this. Hot bunking. Hot bunking, baby. We're going to get to hot bunking. We're going to get to the pooping. We're going to get to it real soon. Okay. Okay. His name is Walter Lyon. Okay. He served in the Navy from 2000 to 2010 as a ship's diver and fire control technician. And he worked aboard a fast attack sub. Okay. So... A, probably a Los Angeles or Virginia class sub. Lyon spent 1,200 days at sea or 3.2 years total at sea during that time. Mm-hmm. So, so first of all, submarines are almost all totally male. It's almost all a totally male crew. It actually wasn't until 20... So It's the, a dude fest? So let me just tell you, on the ships, because he served from 2000 to, to, to 2010, his crew was all male. Not, it, not a single female on the sub? I mean, so it used, it used to be not allowed to have a female on the submarine. I thought it was good luck to have a female on a boat, just in general. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. It is, right? Females and cats. I like it. It's good. It's good. <laughs> That's good. Read, read, uh, read, what's it called? Joan Bastard series? Yeah. Well, it's a thing. You want to, you want to have one. Oh, is that boat. an actual thing or is that just in that book? It's a thing. It's a thing. That's a real thing. Real thing. 
With sailors. Yeah. Women and cats on the boat. Yeah, women and cats. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so submarines are almost all totally male, right? Okay. It wasn't until 2010 that female officers... So 2010, they made a rule that female officers were allowed on submarines now. Oh, they are. So they, they have to be an officer. So if you were an officer, you could go onto the submarine, which I'm not sure how it works because how could you get to be an officer without serving as like a, as like a, you know, as a crank basically. But however, in 2010, females were finally allowed um, as officers on submarines. Now there are eight crews. If you go to Annapolis, right? You go to Navy. Don't you come out as like a first lieutenant or something? You come out really, as an officer, right? That's a really good point. But so there you go. What we're but what we're gonna get to later with subs is that they're unbelievably specialized, and it's actually very hard to get to be a sub 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 submariner. You Man. have to be you have to be like you have to be good submariner. So basically, to to be a submariner, just to yeah. jump back for a second, first of all, you have to be like recommended by your commanding officer as being like someone that has like the technical know how to be able to do it because it's very technically difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have unbelievable unbelievable training. So basically. They yeah. get trained for an entire year. It's an entire year. You're not allowed. To, so basically when you're getting trained for that year, you're not allowed to watch movies, TV, or have like sugar. Really? Why? Yeah. Wait, why? Because they, because when you're on a sub, it's so complicated and everyone relies on each other so much. And if one person fucks something up, it could kill everyone in the sub that they like take the training. So unbelievably like harsh. Is it seriously? Is it about focus? It's, it's, it's technical. So one really cool thing that they do in the training mm-hmm. is that like the cook will know like a lot about the nuclear reactor and he'll also know a lot about sonar. And so like all of everyone on the sub can basically do every job, but not, I thought there was a specific role called a nuke for the reactor. Yes. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. So the, the basically if you're not a nuke, okay. From what I understand, mm-hmm. you get, you get trained in the year long school. Okay, and you have a general knowledge of everything, but a specialty in something. Okay, got it. Okay, if you're a nuke, you go to like to nuclear, basically nuclear physics school, and in a year they give you just like a crash course of nuclear physics, and you're like good to go after that year. Yeah, what an unbelievable amount of training. Yeah. Nuclear and training would be so amazing. So fucking, aw- it would be so awesome to go through that training. Yeah, because in a year they give you like what universities give you in like twenty years. That's so awesome. It's so fucking awesome. And so what one dude was saying too in the nuclear program. Is that like they in the nuclear program, the only thing that matters is like your ability to learn new things. So they don't they don't care about like if you are a previous nuclear engineer or you're in a previous science or you're just like a barber. All they all they care about is how open you are to learning. Mm -hmm. Right. And so he said that like in his class, they had a nuclear engineer that was like PhD level nuclear engineer and he failed out. Why? Because he wouldn't like he wouldn't listen. He wouldn't he wouldn't learn the, the, he, the nuances. He wouldn't the learn like the the material, and he was like he wouldn't listen to it. Uh, and then they had like a political science major. PhDs. They had a political science major who like you know didn't know anything about nuclear engineering, and he ended up being the best in the class. Okay. So it is it's pretty interesting. Anyway, going back going back to the male female Adam. Okay, in 2010, female officers were allowed on the submarine, and now there are eight crews that are integrated. Okay. Just eight crews out of like, there's a, there's a ton of crews out there. There's like 72 submarines. Most of them have like two or three crews. We're talking about the U S Navy. We're talking about the U S Navy. 72 submarines. Most of them have a couple crews. Some of them. So how many women are on these? Just like one or two. Let me tell you out of the eight crews that are integrated, which is a tiny, tiny percentage there, are, they have 20% women. One, one oh. in every five. It's that's the ratio they need to hit. Is that like they have to hit 20%? But did you hear what I said? It's not every crew. Yeah, I know. 
Okay, but of the crews that are integrated, they want to hit 20%. Of the crew being women. Of the crew being women. Oh, okay. Okay. One in five. This has not gone on without contra- without problems. Let me just tell you. So, oh, yeah. What What's the what's the thought behind having women on or on not on the boat? The what thought is, about having yeah. women not on the boat, mm-hmm. it's it's just the, the economics of it is that there is no privacy on the boat. There is oh, yeah. literally zero privacy at all. As in like there, I'm going to get into, there's masturbation stories. We're going to get into later because Perfect. that's there, what we want. Yeah. That's what we want. Oh. That's on brand. There is, there is no privacy. They cannot build privacy into the boat basically at all. And so if a woman does want to go on the boat, it's just like, it's not going to be private in order to give her privacy. like in the integrated crews, they actually have to go on special. Okay. S- oh, so sorry. Sorry. No, just, you're good. It's basically like a big locker room. It's a bit exactly. There's no, they can't a like sub change is anywhere. a big. That's exactly what it is. A sub is a, a big, big male locker room. Male locker. That's room. exactly what it is. In order for the integrated crews to actually work, they had to design a completely different submarine. Oh whoa, really? Yes, like because what? they they had to like they had to lower things down. They had to make things smaller for the women. They actually had to give women like separate areas to change some kind of privacy. So to not allowing women on is also like. It's economical for the sub. I'm not saying if it's right or but wrong. But it must have better dynamics with the crew. With the women? I, yeah, I would rather be on a, a crew with women. I think everyone well, would. I think everyone, because when you're with, as we'll see, when you're with Weird things just happen. dudes for that not, long, not good things happen. you really need some some estrogen in there. Or just, it just, it's not you good. You just need some femaleness. You need some femaleness in good. there. It's not good. Not healthy. Yeah, no. So I'm for the women being on the sub. The, the thing is that, um, you know, they're going to, there's no privacy. You can you're on the sub for like so. This dude Walter Lyon was saying that the longest he was on the sub for uh-huh. w- w- continuously was 328 days. Oh my god! So basically a year. He was just he was fucking on. So he said they would consistently go for six months at a time. So okay. that was nothing for him. Six half a year, nothing. The longest he was on patrol was 328 days, which was basically a year. Did they ever surface? So I don't know if they ever surfaced. But the thing is that every 90 days. 70 every 70 to 90 days is when they run out of food and and the way he describes it is basically when you start putting ketchup on bread that's when you have to surface <laughs> so when when you get to that point with the food that's when you have to pull into port however the subs now are designed so that they can resurface at port extremely fast so although you sometimes they do get leave at the port a lot of times they don't they pull into port stock that shit up and they're back out and none of them ever get to like see the sunshine wait did he get leave during his 300 days? i'm not i'm not sure i am not but sure. they have to they have to get more food every three months you said they so have to get food go. every three months but they can resupply in minutes i mean that would absolutely crush morale right if you couldn't get out i'm sure you have to let people see the sunshine what every that? couple months or they're going to go literally insane unless you're on like so, especially bad so mission. here's the thing with the thing with the sub yeah. Even even if like let's say that they they did see the sun once every three months. Yeah. Your sleep sleep cycle gets so thrown off okay. because you can't see the outside. Like you're definitely there for three months at a time underwater. You can't see the outside at all. You don't know what time. You don't know if it's day or night. It doesn't matter to you. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine the world in there. Yeah, but it's, keep telling us about it. Okay. Um. So they're trying to integrate more subs, basically. Okay. You're on a sub for forever. There are about a hundred. So on his sub, there are 136 dudes. Okay. And it's considered like a pretty small sub because it was an attack sub, 360 feet in length and 38 feet wide. So it's basically, it's a football field long mm-hmm. and it's you in the football fields today. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm trying to put it into context. Yep. Football field is a good context for a slab mm-hmm. for some reason. Big football guy. Big, football. It's a football field long, and it's the end zone wide. Oh. So so there's 136 dudes on something that is a football field long and the end zone wide. The end zone wide, like, like which direction? The uh, long, the long or the short? Uh, like getting from the goal line to the end. The short. Oh wow. Okay, tiny. Tiny. It's 10 yards, right? I believe it's 10 yards. Yeah, it's like tiny. Because I know football. Yeah, it's, itch. it's fucking... It, it's tiny. Yeah. It's tiny. It's like you could run from one side to the other in like a second. You could like leap. I think it's 10 yards. Okay. Yeah. Um. So he said like one a big thing that like is like, you know, you quickly find out who your best friends are and who you like literally have oh, to no. avoid with all... Oh, no. You have to like really fucking avoid them. But the thing is that just like astronauts... So the su- submariners go through a like high degree of psychological evaluation. Oh, cool! So you can't have any any like crazy people. On any this. morons? You can, you can't have morons on the sub. You cannot. Like you can yeah, imagine, like you can't because of all the social interactions. You can't have anyone with like a like a bad social disposition. No, you on can't. that sub. But there's still gonna be. People. I'm sure there are people that fall through, of course. But you really can't have someone like that. So he's saying that the people you don't like, you just avoid. Yeah, I think like when you think about it, like the social, even though they have like some crazy rituals, we'll get into. But the social, the maturity, the social maturity of people on the sub is probably very high. It's got to be because you have to be able to like forgive. You have to be able to control your emotions. Definitely, there's like you. You're not gonna have a let out, right? No, you wouldn't want an explosion. Yeah. Um. The, no. Even the way they talk about emotion, when you read some of the sub- submariner stuff, it's like very like dis. They distance themselves from it. Every time you say submariner instead of submariner, I what is it? Is it submariner or submariner? A, a unicorn dies. Is it submariner or submariner? I think submariner. I think it's submariner. Submariner. <laughs> All right. So every square inch is ta- taking up. Sometimes you'll be so, so. He's saying this is these are his words. He's saying sometimes you'll be sleeping right, right next to a torpedo or a carton of eggs. So like you'll be spooning <laughs> with a torpedo. <laughs> so they do what is called hot racking. This sounds fucking horrible, which is three guys to every two beds. Oh, God. Okay. So what they have to do is they constantly switch out. So when someone is sleeping and they wake up, someone wakes them up and then they get into the bed. So it's like, you know, like people that like sweat at night and they sweat in the bed. Well, then like you have to get in their sweat and sleep. Yeah. And their shed skin, shedded skin and shit. I know. And I know this is crazy to think about it, but there, there's no window. You're just looking at concrete walls for months at a time. And other people sleeping. And other people sleeping. It's it's disgusting, honestly. Well, think about like, uh, you know, your bed, your room. That's like, that might be your one home base area that's yours on the sub. So when you, it's when, not, yeah. When you hot bunk, you don't even have anything that's really yours. So that's the thing. That's when, a weird feeling. Exactly. When you hot bunk, there is no area that's yours. Sucks. There's that nothing. Would su- that would be really hard for anyone in the first world country to. I totally to agree that that's really hard is that. At least, like sometimes you have a bed, and that's your private. That's your space, even if it's not. It's not private at all because you know the beds are literally something next to each other, yours, right? It's like something that is yours. So sometimes they put up like little like yeah, sure barriers to like just try and be more private, but it's you know. So yeah. let's talk about masturbation for a second. Absolutely, please. I mean, I mean, I mean, how did it take us so long to get here? Please. So basically, like T just says very candidly that it's really, really dip. You know, they're on for three months. It's very difficult. It's all dudes on his boat. Because it was before women were allowed. Mm-hmm. He's saying it's extremely difficult to masturbate. But, like, you put up a, a tent, a little screen. And you put up a screen with, like, cardboard and a sheet on it. And and if, like, the screen is shaking, then you just, like, you let it be. But you just have to be chill with it. Because you're going to go fucking nuts if you're not. So, but, like, 
we, the whole boat, how many people were on these boats? 136 were on his. And the bunks are like right next to each other. They're Maybe fucking like next three to each other. or four stacks. So, so, so like, and like I've read, I've read a lot of other stuff. And so, some dude would be like, you're yeah, well like, read. Like, we'll say you're well read. <laughs> some dude would be like, there's, there's someone spanking it like next to me and right below me, like a foot away. And I had to try and sleep. You don't want to listen to the rhythms of the spanking. They're just like spanking it. And you just, it's like, you just have to be cool with it. So he has an instant. So, so he was one of the divers on the boat. So basically when they, sometimes when they submerge down, he was the one that had to secure everything up top before going in. Like he was the last man up there. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, he was the last guy to go down. So they had literally like just gotten underway for port. And as soon as he like what, when they get underway, uh-huh. they all try and sleep as much as possible. Cause they know that shit's just about to go down. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. It's their sleep time. So right. So he gets in, he gets in and he goes down to like the area that they're sleeping. Yeah. And every single person's like thing, like little screen is shaking. <laughs> Every like 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 ten to fifteen dudes in that area, like their screens are including shaking. the hot bunks. Someone just yeah. jerking it on your hot. <laughs> he bunk. said like he said like he said, oh my god, you guys couldn't wait an hour, like they couldn't wait, like they just like they just they started. Does it encourage the the Bayesian? Yeah, it is. It, I think that it's encouraged. Yes, I think it's definitely encouraged because it's just a situation that you have to resolve. What are you not going to do? Are you not going to masturbate for for a year? See, and now you see why it would be so tough to have women on the boat as well. It's just like really exactly. Odd. And now you see why it would be it would be very tough to have women on the boat because it's tough, it's unbelievably uncomfortable for the woman. Ugh, but you don't. Want, but like, what are they so supposed many to men, do? So many men in one space is just not good. It's just not good. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, so they have they have okay, so Bayesian. Yeah, so Bayesian. So they have some rituals to blow off steam. Okay. Sure. Sometimes there's no internet, no TV, and no email. Okay. For a year, six months at a time. Yeah. Whenever there's a big accomplishment, they have a big ceremony. Okay. So one ceremony that's big uh, for a submariner, submariner is called crossing the line. And it's basically where a submarine crosses the equator. It's a rite of passage for a submariner. It's a big deal. Okay. okay? All the people who have crossed, crossed the equator before are called shellbacks. And they initiate those that have not crossed the equator. What do they do? If a submariner's listening to this, he's like, you guys are, you guys are non-military. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the the non-initiated, okay, the people that have not been across the equator before, they have to wear a trash weight, which is usually used for when they like compress trash and sink it. They have to wear that weight around their necks for a week. What? Okay. If you haven't been around the, the equator? If you have not been around the equator. So not You're only is it. not only it's already miserable on the sub and then you have to fucking do this. Okay. So when they do cross the equator, <laughs> the initiates are given an M&M, which is called the, their pearl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, call their pearl. they have to hang on to the pearl as, as they go around and get sprayed with water hoses and dunked in ice cold water that is also filled with urine. Oh, straight not, up not funny straight what the up fuck? wait that doesn't happen on, i'm sure it doesn't happen on every sub no dude this has happened since the, there's pictures of this since the 70s okay wait I, it's filled I, with pee-pee? listen to this yeah i saw a, i saw a picture of this yeah. of, of this ritual since the 70s so no i think if this does happen on every ship i think you're i think you're crazy to think that once once the once the initiated get to get get to the like the officer's mess or the war room yep there's the the biggest fattest guy on the submarine there, and he's wearing a diaper covered in whipped cream, malt vinegar, mayonnaise, and mustard. I'm telling you, like this is I, I saw pictures of it. Mayonnaise and mustard, and you have to you have to place your pearl, your M M&M, and M in his belly button, and then you have to take it out with your mouth. Yeah, I saw pictures of it. it this is disgusting, but you have to understand that they're they're going nuts. 
They're going crazy in here. <laughs> I know. They, they have to get this they team need off. something to, you know, to talk about or to do. Yeah, to do. So during the ceremony, the captain tr- typically dresses up as Neptune. Okay. What? Neptune the god? Neptune the god. Yeah. They have a fa- And then they have a fashion show and the candidates dress as women and make their own clothes. Okay. And here we go. They dress up as women and make their, make their own clothes and do strip teases for everyone. Okay. Yep. The fattest guy dresses up as a baby in a diaper. I've seen pictures. Of, I've seen pictures of it. Hey, Wait. I don't judge. You can't judge. You know the projection. Wait, the does this happen? Can't on, judge. Does this happen on? You're saying that happens on many subs. So this dude, yeah, uh, he participated in this ceremony. Okay. Okay. I I, I don't know as a diaper guy. Obviously, or? like obviously, like you know, they're not very public about the rituals. Yeah. If you're not in the navy, you know, you don't get to know. Yeah, you don't get to know. You don't really get to know. But I assume that there since I saw pictures of it from the 70s. No, I fucking get it. You have to no, do I've, something. No, they have like they have. Also, I think it's important to note here. I'm just gonna stop and take it, take it back out. This yeah. is the point where I, where I looked up why would you ever want to be a submariner? I I think it's because the food is better, right? The pay is better and the food's better. Um. So what I what I read from everyone that was a that was a submariner, 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 whatever the hell is that? Basically, it's if so. First of all, sub, sub submariner is 100 volunteer. So everyone oh. that wants, so uh, as you can tell, you have to want to be one. Everyone that that is on the submarine really wants to be a submarine. So why would you want to be one? They say that it's because like the the great the the training that they get and the fact that they're in like such a specialized like amazing unit and they're they're piloting this like amazing thing together is like an unbelievable feeling and they are just they're willing to go through it because they totally because it's so hard to be a submariner that they totally trust everyone there with them. To like a technical degree that like in no other aspect of life would you have that kind of trust or camaraderie. I think they also, so they said. They also get the best food in the Navy and pay. Okay. But I don't think the best food would make someone go through all this no, shit. No, but I'm just saying that, that I've read that well, and that is what I've heard okay, from a submariner Okay, but also, himself. yeah, but then like you can think about like on an aircraft carrier. Sure. They, they sometimes have like a basketball court. No, I, I know. So I'm it's like just, so much such a better. better life. The food is better. The food's better. If they run out of food, they eat they <laughs> eat ketchup and, and, and bread. This is what I was told. I'm regurg don't kill a messenger. No, I, I know right? I just I think you're totally wrong because okay, so what you, I'm wrong? The yeah. I, a submariner told me that. Okay. By a by I a grizzled submariner. I read a lot about this because obviously I am just completely confused why someone would want to do this. <laughs> okay, keep going. I'm very confused. Obviously, me and you would suck at this. We would suck. Okay, we'd never make it in. Oh, we'd suck at many things. We'd no, suck at many things. This would be one of them. Yeah. All right. So so <laughs> so I I read a lot, and they said it's because it's an amazing feeling to everyone's like so technically competent. Yeah. You can trust everyone, and it. you're driving this state of the art thing. Except, and you know, everyone's technically competent, except for the person who has two Peters. <laughs> you mean Ezra? Yeah, I mean Ezra. <laughs> All right. What else about sub life? How about like this? Okay. Can we talk about pooping, please? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. For for poop backing up in toilets and problems with the sanitary system. Okay, mm-hmm. so so the sanitary system is usually backed into three different sanitary tanks. Funny thing, when these sanitary tanks blow the poo outside, when they blow, so they just like let the poo go out into the water. Yeah. On the sonar, you can see like all the fish and the crabs coming to eat it. Like tons of things come to eat it. <laughs> okay. Okay. A lot of so what this this dude says is that a lot of times. The valves or like some of the pipes get aligned wrong. You can imagine how many fucking pipes are in that thing. There's a lot of pipes. You've seen pictures of stuff. Yeah, There's you can imagine. Everywhere. So a lot of times things get aligned wrong. One time he says the valves were, were aligned to the kitchen no. instead of being instead of being aligned to like the septic system. So all the waste blew through a kitchen sink and soaked the galley, which is the food area, in poo. In 
Jesus. And it's like... And, and, and here's what sucks. Here's you have to walk past the no, galley here's to get what's, anywhere. Here's what's fucking crazy. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's the whole galley got soaked in poo. You're just stuck in the sub. You can't like let the air in. You can't let the air in. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna you, do? Like, there's no letting the air in. Like, you're just, you're just now the whole sub smells like poop. Oh, no, you could, you could have flatulence on the sub, and it would just smell the whole sub. Are you allowed to fart in the sub? That must not be tight at all. It must not be chill. It must, you people must honestly get like get get hit. Go to the torpedo room. Go to the torpedo room. Go to the torpedo, room. The torpedo, go to the torpedo room right now and let it out. <laughs> go to the torpedo room. <laughs> such go, a crazy go life. Into the torpedo bay and I, let it out. Oh my god. Well, we, that's why they love. It. That's why they love it because it is such a unique and crazy life. Yeah. Uh, we not something that I would like. I just, but honestly, respect. Thank you for doing it. I know. Okay. Um, so the dude said this, this misalignment happens a lot. Um, the, another thing is that when you poo, if the sanitary tanks are full, which you probably don't know about, the pressure will shoot your poo back up at you. <laughs> he said that happens also quite a bit. What? Quite a bit? <laughs> yeah, quite a bit. Mean, That's what a, he said. Put a gauge on it. Um, so Wait, like you were saying, there's only one bathroom for every 40. There's like two bathrooms on the whole sub, right? There's like two bathrooms on How the whole showers. Sub. There's like two there. So there's, there's about one bathroom and one shower per every 40 men. Jesus. So one bathroom room. for 40 men. Okay. So that, can you please talk about the smell? Hold on. F- hold on. 40 men. Yeah. 40 men. Just imagine like two, two full basketball teams with subs Fuck me. and all those dudes get one bathroom. Yeah, you have to you know be what? mentally, you have to be very mentally strong to be on these subs. Okay. Yeah. To, to Another thing they do to have fun, Adam, mm-hmm. they do something called angles and dangles. Not sure why this is fun, but they think it's fun. Okay. This, the ship is taken on extreme turns um, and goes up at like different degrees, like up and down, which just makes me throw up. But but when they do this, they get slippery material and slide around. <laughs> it's and like they, a slip and slide? They also get like rolly things and they play go-kart in the ship. What? Not sure how they don't really hurt themselves. They wait. They play go kart in the ship. Yeah, they do. Ang- it's called angles and dangles, and they do it, and then they like get into rolly things and roll down, roll down the ship as it's angling around, and and hit metal and, and hit other shit. people. They're fucking. They're literally going nuts. Is this while they're dressing like like women and stuff? Different time. Another submariner said about the air. Yeah. Okay, this is just the air in a submarine. Yeah, he said. Don't they- act, do you do you, I, you would like to participate in some of these rituals? Just say yes. I just totally get it. No, I get as it. as a man who's gone to an all boys boarding school, yeah, and spent no, me too. Ye- and spent year and you too, and spent years with just men. Yeah, I totally, no, I totally understand, understand how it gets to this point of just just like kind of just the like, weirdest, just the weirdest shit, shit that it's just like because it, they're so unexplainable. Un- it's unexplainable when there's that much testosterone and no estrogen. It's just something it has ends to up be being kind of bad. It ends something, up being bad. Something has to be done. Something has to be done. Something yeah. has to be done. That's no, weird. I get it. Um. The air is a is a rodulent funk. This is what the, sa- the submariner said. The air yeah. is a rodulent funk of recycled farts, hot <laughs> hot lubricant, diesel fuel oil, rotten trash, stale grease, and ammonia. He said most people get sick from it when they first smell it. They get very sick from it when they first smell it. Oh no! Thankfully, you become nose dead soon. So that stink in the air and that of poorly unwashed bodies doesn't bother you. So imagine doing this oh, all yeah, day sure, and then I'm you sure, fucking sure. you 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 go to your bed and it's some gross ass dude who you're hot bunking with no, and you just sweat no, it all over no. your bed. Oh god. These dudes are I can't believe this honestly. Um so one one shift cycle that is that is some submariner, some air submariner can have is like 3 6 hour shifts. So so basically like there's 6 hours for personal time. Yep. 6 hours where you're working. And then six hours where you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. And it's like the most vicious cycle of Groundhog Day that that just keeps going for 328 days of the year. 
<laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> three hours sleep cycle? Six. There's three six-hour shifts. That doesn't add it to 24, does it? <laughs> no. Four six-hour shifts. <laughs> there you go. Four six-hour shifts. Okay. Okay. Sleeping, studying, working. Baiting. Baiting. Okay. But I'm saying like, you can, can you imagine the what Groundhog Day effect? They're studying. So there's, there's, they're saying that like, it's because it's so technical. There's always a different certification to get and always like a different thing to work up to. So they're always studying about new shit. And they have all these like tests all the time too. Because he said that, this dude said that flooding and fires happen on submarines a lot. Oh God. Really? And that is like the main killer on a submarine. And so, you know, even though they're not at combat, they still have these things happen that they have to be ready to like oh, work towards. Yeah. And you can, you can see if there's one dude who does not understand everything about the sub and one bad decision, like the, what, like what the dude says, like sometimes they have like 20 year olds that man the torpedo room. Right. It's so young. So this 20 year old, like with a push of a button can send mm -hmm. a fucking torpedo and just like kill, you know, tons of people. So it's like, so there's no, there's no booze on there. Is there, there can't no. be. Definitely no, not. there's no booze on there. Definitely, but not. you also understand why they have to keep such strict order on that ship, or shit can get out of control. Yeah. Okay. Um, working out. I looked into working out. So they got to get real creative with working out. There isn't like some submarines have a space to work out, and some don't. Are they supposed to work out or just no? Yes. There's so so it's like the workout. So there's a dude who's like the chief of working out. And they all have to pass like a fitness test at some point. And it's okay. his job to make, he has also other jobs, but his, his job to make sure that they all pass the fitness test at the end. Yeah. And so like, so one dude describes working out. He said that their workout thing was in the torpedo room. And so people, people would like be going around them, working around them. And they would just be like doing squats. Doing bodyweight squats while people are like getting things from between their legs, like getting torpedoes from around so them. So fucking wild. It's wild. It really is wild, but you know, you can do a pretty effective workout in like how in not that much space as we, as we've done. You can, you can do an effective workout in not that much space. You totally can. It's really weird. Like 10 feet. Yeah. Inside. I think it just be, but the problem is that, you know, that workout space probably needs to be used by 136 dudes, <laughs> even though, the, even though it's like a three by three foot of space, it's the only space where someone can work out. And so like, you've got to work out in 10 minutes. The, this sub. Submariner also told me that the best place to sleep is on top of the torpedoes. He told you that? It's just the most space. Top of the torps? The top of the torps. Submariner. Yeah. Um, open kimono. Oh man. Open kimono. Open kimono. Okay. I want to salute all the all all the men and women on the subs. Let's do it. Thank you very much for Thank your you. surveillance. Thank you for your service. For your service. For protecting our country. You guys are amazing. I don't know how you do it on that sub with one okay. bathroom for 40 of you. No chai on the sub. Is there coffee? What kind of coffee are there? So what do you think would happen when me and you're like, where's the chai? Like, where's my dirty chai? Yeah, right. Like, where is it? They'd be like, okay, here's this guy's belly button. And they're like, suck it out. And they're like, some, we get coffee like once every month. No, they must have, ton they must have coffee. Are you kidding? They must have some kind of stimulant on there. How do you, you can't pee that, that I just can't even like the pee wait, wait, thing. Wait. That's the thing though. I, when I say they must have a stimulant, they can't use the bathroom though. What do you have to dump? There's one bathroom for 40 of them. If you have to dump, do you, there's 10 of, there's 10 of you that has to dump. So sometimes like, like what I was saying about watch, it's like, sometimes like they'd go up to like the watch pit where people were like doing watch and there'd just be poop there because like someone had to poo. You just pooped. So like, you just got to be comfortable with people just doing 
people shit. You have, you to, have to be like you have to be a no. I just think that you have to be a like like being an astronaut. It's it's much more like being an astronaut than I thought. Totally true. You have to be a certain kind of person and have a certain psychological disposition to be able to do this. Definitely, you have to. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, we're in open kimono right now, so why aren't I'm going to open kimono it for a second. Give you a little rest of your voice. Go, go kimono. Um, I wish that we spent all these resources and ingenuity on something like climate change. And I just, but I just think that the way that submarines change so quickly and how amazing it is that we actually kind of master this feat of being able to maneuver in boats under the water. I mean, we can accomplish so much and we can... In such amazing ways, if there's a, if there's a drive for it, it is amazing. It is yeah. amazing what we can accomplish. Like we went we went from, you know, a failed a, a fail like the turtle, uh, a ball of wood. Yep. And then you know to something that could launch. A hundred years later, we literally go, destroy cities from under the something water. that can destroy basically the world from under the water and never surface. Yeah. Right. And and never surface so at all. Now apply um, that to climate change. Why? What? Here, here's what I don't get. Here's what I don't get. Yeah, you go. I get that we're making 44 subs. Just, just. But by the way, that's not even the total subs. That's just the Virginia class subs. Yeah. Just the. I, why can't we just say, hey, five of those subs we don't really need. We're gonna take five of those subs and just put it towards climate change, which would like triple the climate change budget. Right. Just take like five. Just take five of the subs out. Why do we need 44? Why not? Why not 39? Who came up with 44 more? I don't know. Just give me 39 more. Uh, yeah. I just, what an amazing feat of engineering. It's just, but are. it's a feat of training too. It's a, it's actually a human feat too. It's a feat of the training that these, that these sub, submariners are given as well. That people could do something like that. People this. can do this mentally, can True. achieve this. It's insane. True. Um, guys, if guys. you like the podcast, let me beseech you. If you're a, if 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 you love the submariners as much as we do, submariner, a submariner, submariner, submariner. here's what you can do. Mariner. Okay, give okay. us a review. You can find it on your iPhone, or if you don't have an iPhone, on iTunes, which you which you can download. Okay, and just put your spirit animal in it. Literally, I want to see a review that just says monkey, monkey. A review that says bat, orangutan. A review that says my my puma. my spirit animal is a submarine, puma. A puma, a puma. Okay, shout out, shout out to. Sarah's boyfriends. Shout out to Sarah's boyfriend. Shout out to all the submariners and all the veterans out there. Thank you very much for your service. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to um, any kind of M&Ms that you have to eat out of someone's diaper button. Absolutely. Your pearl, you mean? Uh, is it a peanut M&M? Because it's a little bit bigger. It's a per- the pearl. The pearl. The pearl. I forget. I forget. I forget what there. Oh, yeah. To be a shellback, you have to go through the ritual. And then you're a shellback after you cross the equator. Unbelievable. What would they call us? Idiot. Idiots. Two, two, two Peters. <laughs> two Peters. Four Peters. <laughs> yeah. Guys, we love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.